Welcome to Life Study of the Bible, provided by Living Stream Ministry, featuring the ministry of Witness Lee. Witness Lee was captured by the Lord Jesus as a young man of 19 in his native China. He consecrated his life to preach the gospel, and later labored side by side with Watchman Nee for parts of three decades, before eventually bringing this ministry to the West in 1962. He spent the next 35 years speaking to Christians in North America and all over the world before going to be with the Lord in 1997. The life study of the Bible is his most significant contribution to the heritage of biblical exposition, and we're delighted to be able to bring you short portions of his spoken ministry today. If you have questions or comments, or would like to find other Christians in your area enjoying this same ministry, just email us, radio at lsm.org. Again, that's radio at lsm.org. Here's today's program. Is the experience of Christ just a doctrine to you, or do you actually experience Him daily as you go through the events of your life? Well, if you've ever wondered if Christ could be more to you than just a teaching, then you'll definitely want to stay with us for this life study of Leviticus. And with us to focus on a very practical look at our experience of Christ is Dick Taylor. Dick, welcome back to the program. Thanks very much, Brother Chris. It is good to be here. In our recent life study programs, Dick, we've been covering the background of the offerings that we see in Leviticus and even somewhat more of the doctrine related to them. But today we really want to focus on the experiential aspects. Give our listeners a little glimpse of what we're in for today, if you would, Dick. It's so good to realize, Chris, that not one of us is for God. We're not absolute for God. We could never satisfy God. But Christ himself, in every detail and aspect of his living, is the true burnt offering and is the one who really satisfies God. What a privilege that we could hear about this dear one, not only hear but identify with him because today he's the life-giving spirit and he's right within our spirit. We could lay our hands in him by exercising our spirit to be one with him and saying, Oh Lord, I take you as my burnt offering. Then all the details related to his being the satisfying burnt offering are transferred to us and brought into our experience. And we'll see in this broadcast how even his mind, his emotion, his will, his heart, his soul, his spirit, every detail and aspect of our Christ is good for satisfying God. May we be constituted with such a precious burnt offering. Dick, if we look in the Gospel of John, right in the very first chapter, of course, John the Baptist looked one day and saw Jesus coming and made that declaration that uh, we all know so well. Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. This really identifies from a New Testament perspective that these Old Testament offerings are pictures or are types of the very Christ that we enjoy, who is our Savior and everything to us. So to look at these offerings as we've been seeing is really to be looking at the details of Christ. Now, let's put ourselves back in the days of Leviticus. 
If we were there and watching an officer of the tabernacle come with an animal ready to be offered, we would have to check whether we would be able to handle what we were about to see. For example, a lamb would first be, well, it would be slaughtered and then skinned, which means to have all of his outward expression stripped away. Mm. Then we would have to watch it being cut into pieces. All of this was a preparation for the offering of this lamb. Mm -hmm. And what we want to see in our first section today, that really our Lord Jesus, the one who died for us, is the real fulfillment of all of these pictures that are vivid and graphic from such an Old Testament book as Leviticus. Amen. All that he went through, Dick, uh, really brings out the reality of these things, doesn't it? Surely does. And it's so good we have this Old Testament view with all the details of the picture to bring us into the full appreciation of our dear Lord Jesus. Let's join Witness Lee. We were told in the four Gospels that uh, they brought him as a lamb to the slaughter. And the cross is the very spot of the slaughter. And they slaughtered him. Then in Acts, Peter referred to this slaughtering to the Jews, saying, Him, the very lamb you slaughtered, you have taken. You have arrested him. And then by wicked hands, you have crucified and slain him. That means you have slaughtered him. Then being skinned. What is the skin of the cattle? This, no doubt, signifies the experience of Christ's human beauty. For instance, I give you one verse from Matthew 11 that says, The Son of Man came eating and drinking. John came not eating and not drinking. You Jewish people say he had a demon. And I came eating and drinking. Then you say, behold, a gluttonous man and a wine drinker or a wine bibber. He was not a gluttonous man nor a wine bibber. He was a proper man. But such a word stripped him of his proper conduct. Then being cut into pieces when the Lord Jesus was crucified on the cross and still living there by being hanged on the cross. The people did a lot of cutting. Those passing by blasphemed him, wagging their heads and saying, Aha, who, you who destroyed the temple and built it in three days? The Lord, you never said this. They just twisted you who <laughs> destroyed the temple and built it in three days, save yourself. You can destroy the temple and you can build up in three days. You can do that much. Why couldn't you save yourself? Come down from the cross. Wasn't this a cutting? Well, Dick, our dear Lord Jesus underwent a lot of suffering in his human life. Go over, if you would, some of these aspects of how he was led to the slaughter and was slaughtered, and was skinned, and even cut into pieces, according to this picture that we have in Leviticus of the burnt offering. Yeah, like our brother said, Chris, uh, according to Isaiah 53, 7, it says, He is brought as a lamb to the slaughter. 
In Leviticus, you do have the actual lamb, but he's brought as a lamb to the slaughter. And then in Matthew 27, it says the soldiers led him away to crucify him. This was the actual slaughter. I also appreciate very much, uh, Chris, that our Christ was really the slaughtered one. But he went the way of being slaughtered even through his obedience. In Philippians 2.8, it says, He was obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Our Christ, the perfect burnt offering, went through this slaughtering, being obedient to the Father. Even here, he is so absolute for God. Then as far as his being skinned, this indicates that he was stripped of the proper appearance of his human virtues and beauty. Mm -hmm. Uh, And, of course, the animal in Leviticus was stripped of the skin. But this refers to the Lord being stripped of the proper appearance, which was absolutely untrue. Right. For example, like our brother mentioned, the Son of Man came eating and drinking, and they say, behold, a gluttonous man, a wine-bibber. But this is not true at all, but rather it was a stripping. But he underwent this stripping so that God would have a proper burnt offering to fulfill all typology. And then another verse, like in uh, Mark 3.22, it says, he has Beelzebub, And by the ruler of the demons, he casts out demons. Can you imagine Mm. calling the Lord Beelzebub and the ruler of the demons? Uh, This is to strip him of all the proper appearance. He's not at all like that. He's the complete God, and he's the perfect, beautiful man with the most precious appearance and beautiful appearance in the whole universe. What a stripping this was. But here he is as the reality of the burnt offering being stripped. And then concerning being cut into pieces, our brother Lee mentioned Mark 15, where it says, those passing by blasphemed him, wagging their heads and saying, aha, you who destroy the temple and build it in three days, save yourself, come down from the cross. Oh, this is ridiculous. But this is the kind of thing that was transpiring at the cross when the Lord was hanging there those first three hours. He was being mocked harassed, and we could say, in this sense, he was being cut into pieces. Talk about a cutting. To talk about the Lord in this kind of way is a real cutting into pieces. Yet here he is as the reality of the burnt offering, passing through the slaughtering, the skinning, and being cut into pieces. What a precious Christ as the real burnt offering we have to lay our hands on. Yeah, as you were uh, mentioning the verse in Philippians, Dick, about how he was obedient unto death, is uh, all these things you're describing, the Lord made no attempt to fight back during any of this, did he? Not at all. No vindication, no setting the record straight. He was willing to endure all of this as he was being prepared as the real burnt offering satisfying God. That's right. He is really the Lamb of God. He really is. Amen. Well, Dick, this offering, this satisfying offering to God, uh, we're going to see in this coming section, caused God to delight in him. Mm. How about that? That sounds good to me. Let's go back to Witness Lee. He was a delight to God. When he was out of the water of baptism, the heaven opened and the voice came and said, This is my beloved Son, in whom I delight. And then the second time on the Mount of Transfiguration, 
the same voice came again and said the same thing. This is my beloved son in whom I delight. And also this was prophesied in Isaiah 42.1. Behold my servant, my choice. Christ as the servant of God was God's choice. How much the sender, that is the father, would be pleased by such a one. A one came down from heaven not to do his own will, but the will of him who sent him. My teaching is not mine, but his who sent me. He who seeks the glory of him who sent him. This one is true, and unrighteousness is not in him. He was absolutely for God. There is not a beat within him that is not for God. So there is no unrighteousness. To be for God is right because we have to be this. See? So it is a kind of righteousness. If we are not for God, that is unrighteousness. That is not right because God created us for him. Righteously speaking, we should be for him. If we are not for him, that's not right. That is unrighteousness. So in him, there's no unrighteousness. He was altogether right because he was altogether for God. This was his experience of being a delight to God. This obedient one went through all of this to satisfy God and even to eventually become a delight to God. Talk about this aspect a little bit for us. Our brother Lee referred to many verses in Matthew, chapter 3, chapter 17, chapter 12. Everyone almost says the same thing. This is my beloved son in whom I delight. I tell you, the real delight to God is Christ, the burnt offering. He is the uniquely satisfying one to God. Everything about him, from his baptism, uh, his transfiguration, and I like Matthew 12, verse 18, don't you, Chris? It says, Behold my servant whom I have chosen, my beloved in whom my soul delights. This was God's food. Christ was just food. You know, in the Old Testament, the fat of the burnt offering was really for God's satisfaction and food. Christ is the genuine reality of this. And I like John 6, 38, where Jesus said, I have come down from heaven not to do my own will, but the will of him who sent me. Again, you see how he was just God's food in every way. He never spoke his own words. He only spoke what he heard from the Father. He never did his own will, only the will of him who sent him. He never sought his own glory. He never did anything that was apart from the Father. No wonder the Father said, This is my beloved in whom I am well pleased, my delight. And the fact that he was so much for God means he is really the righteousness of God. Right. It is unrighteous to not be for God. And there was no unrighteousness in this dear Jesus Christ who is our burnt offering. Everything about him and every detail is altogether absolutely for God. I love him. Don't you, Chris? I do, too. And you can't explore these things without having your love kindled. And it just begins to burn within you when you see what Christ went through 
to satisfy God. But, you know, it's interesting, Dick, as we've seen in these past few programs on this matter of the burnt offering. The burnt offering really is for God's satisfaction, for his enjoyment, and ultimately for his delight. Amen. Uh, We'll see in the coming offerings. There's certainly a portion for us. We can just kind of stand back here now and look at Christ going through all of these things and all of these aspects. And, of course, we appreciate and we do sense something of our love stirred for him. But we have to realize properly this is really for God's satisfaction, isn't it? Amen. That's true. I think it's been helpful to see how the skinning and the cutting and all of those things we can relate to as part of Christ's experience as he was crucified, fulfilling all of these types. But there's an interesting point also in chapter 1 of Leviticus. Verse 13 mentions the inward parts. What about the inward parts? What do these relate to? Well, we're going to find out in this next section. His experience in his inwards. Oh, this bothered me for years. The inwards, of course, the inwards should refer to his mind, emotion, will, soul, heart, and spirit. In other words, these are the organs of love, desire, feeling, thought, decision, motive, and intention. These are the functions of the human inwards. And Christ was a man. He did have the human inward parts, like the mind, emotion, will, the soul, heart, and the spirit. So I turn my back to pick up some verses. Number one, I must be about my father's business. This is his mind being occupied by the father's business. When he was 12, he said this. He was minding, I must be about my father's business. In other words, I must put my mind upon my father's business. His mind was occupied by the father's business when he was young, even 12. That was the function of his mind. Number two, the zeal of your house shall devour me. No doubt, this is a function of emotion. He was on fire. The zeal within him was burning, burning him for God's temple. Number three, yet not as I will, but as you will. This is the function of his will. This was his prayer in Gethsemane, when he was to be arrested, to be brought to the slaughter, and to be slaughtered, he prayed. And he concluded his prayer in this way, not as my will, but as you will. I take your will. My will is subdued to your will. And I take your will as my will. This is the function of his will. He will not be disheartened and discouraged. I like this. This speaks about the condition of his heart. And his heart was never disheartened and discouraged. And lastly, Jesus knowing in his spirit. I like this. You know, we used to know things where I do believe out of our hundred times, probably never tried even two times to know things in our spirit. We have been talking a lot about human spirit, our spirit, and so forth, yet in our daily life, when things come, we don't exercise our spirit to know things. But the Lord Jesus was different. Whatever happened to him, he knew the situation in his spirit. We are not like that. 
Heals a spirit for God, for himself to be a burden of it. Dick, this is really marvelous. You know, I mentioned the verse in uh, chapter 1 of Leviticus uh, begins with how the priests were handling the inward parts. And we just saw a marvelous application of the inward parts being applied to really these, the real inward parts of Christ. Amen. Maybe you could pick up some of these examples that he just gave us and uh, develop these for us. I really appreciate the first one he used, Chris, is uh, Luke 2.49. Don't you know that I must be about the things of my Father? I must be in the things of my Father. And even we could interpret, I must mind my Father's business. Right. Referring to the Lord's mind, being absolutely for God. The impressive point here is that he's only 12 years old. Yes. Have you ever known a 12-year-old whose mind is absolutely for God? no such thing. But thank the Lord we could identify with such a precious one as our Jesus, who even at 12 had such a mind. It's so good to see all the details of Christ's inward parts, his emotion, his will, his uh, soul, his heart, and then lastly, his spirit. I'd like to just jump to his spirit. He knew every situation by exercising his spirit. He used his spirit for God and for making himself a burnt offering. So even his spirit was used for God and for making himself the burnt offering that was absolutely satisfying to God. So from his mind all the way to his spirit, all the inward parts of his being are the details of this burnt offering. And I appreciate, Chris, that every time we as believers identify with this precious Christ, laying our hands on him and just saying, oh, Lord Jesus, I am one with you, all of his precious inward parts become ours for God's satisfaction so that even we could experience our mind, our emotion, our will, our soul, our heart, and even our spirit under the dispensing of himself becoming satisfying to God and a refreshment to God. Wouldn't you like your day, Chris, from morning to night, just to be Christ, 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 Christ? It would be Christ's mind, Christ's emotion, Christ's will, Christ's soul, Christ's heart, Christ's spirit, so that God could be satisfied. That's what Paul meant when he said in Philippians 1, 21, for to me, to live is Christ. This one who is the burnt offering, absolutely for God, so satisfying for God, today is the life-giving spirit in our spirit. And when we enjoy him, we can have a day that is full of him, which means God is satisfied. Our toll-free number is 1-888-LIFE-STUDY. That's 888-543-3788. Our mailing address is Living Stream Ministry, Post Office Box 2121, Anaheim, California, 92814. Or you can send us email. Just send it to radio at lsm.org. For Dick Taylor today, I'm Chris Wilde. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to Life Study of the Bible with Witness Lee. Brought to you by Living Stream Ministry. If you'd like to read the works of Witness Lee and Watchman Nee, just visit our website, ministrybooks.org. 
From there, you'll find over 600 complete titles available to read online free of charge. Witness Lee's ministry stood squarely on the shoulders of his mentor and co-worker, Watchman Nee, as well as those of countless ministers of the New Testament throughout the ages. The riches contained in his life study of the Bible represent the top, the cream of his 70-plus years of ministry and range in topic from lessons for new believers to commentary and exposition on passages from every book of the Bible. But they all contain practical and deeper truths about the Christian life. Again, this wonderful online resource is available to you free of charge at ministrybooks.org. If you have questions or comments about this ministry or the program you heard today, email us radio at lsm.org or call us toll free, 888-LIFE-STUDY. That's 1-888-543-3788. Thanks for listening today. Was Jesus simply a great religious leader? The next day he saw Jesus coming to him and said, Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. John chapter 1 verse 29. Based on the scriptures, the religious people were looking for a great leader, but Jesus was introduced to them as a little lamb with a little dove. The lamb is for redemption, to redeem fallen man back to God, and the dove is for life-giving, for anointing, to anoint man with what God is, to bring God into man and man into God. Both the lamb and the dove are needed for man to participate in God. Scripture, John 1.29, and commentary from the New Testament Recovery Version published by Living Stream Ministry. For more information, visit lsm.org.